Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment, and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will be in the description, including the email. What's up, Trevor? We have Trevor on the other end because we will be going over Horizon Forbidden West today. How are you doing, Trevor? Very well, sir. Thank you for having me. Can't wait to talk about Horizon. This is going to be interesting because this was the game that I had predicted would get at least 110 from a major outlet. And fortunately, it did not. It got a bunch of 8s and 9s and stuff, uh, which after playing this, obviously, we'll kind of get into a full review. After playing it, I'm like, yeah, I can see why I didn't get a 10. Uh, but before you even begin talking about that, I just kind of give like a brief description of, I guess, like Horizon in a sense, like what happened in the past game or in the last game. Uh, basically, it's about this world or Earth where uh, there's machines have taken over in a sense. It's like, I don't even know how to explain the overall thing, but basically like the Earth was being destroyed and the people that were on Earth created like this thing, which is, it's, it's like Gaia, which is like the the overall like queen of all of this, I guess, king queen of all of this. And the idea is that Gaia coordinates with different aspects of this tech, of this code that will essentially lead to the, you know, re-civilization of the world in a sense. That's the world coming back to life once everything is gone. What happens is it starts to kind of just go a little on the other end. It kind of messes up a little bit. The technology and the knowledge that it was supposed to have was like not there anymore. And basically what we get is imagine like, you know, Far Cry Primal basically, but instead of dinosaurs, you have machine dinosaurs in a sense. So like I've done a horrible job of explaining what the whole story was for the first game. But I mean, did I miss anything for the for what happened? I guess before. Uh, I won't be able to help you at all, <laughs> man. Um, I, I, I'm a I do like Horizon quite a bit, and uh, the story is one thing that I've never been able to follow quite closely. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, I still remember playing the first one, having a, a rough idea, and um, it, this one was pretty much the same. I had a rough idea for a, a good portion of it, but then uh, kind of caught on later. So. I really jumped in having uh, not a really good idea of where things yeah. left off um, and and a clear understanding. But uh, I think you did a pretty good job of explaining it. I, I think what what happens at the end is basically like in the first game is obviously I feel like I should bring this up that we play as a character called Aloy, who is a Nora and she was an outcasted Nora because of her weird circumstances of her birth. And basically the idea that like, you know, obviously you get accepted by the community and, and you become a sentinel and you're like going out to essentially help everyone by going after what at that time is, is, is Hades. Is this basically this code that was supposed to work with Gaia, but it has kind of gone, you know, rogue and everything. And that was kind of the first game in a way. And the second game basically is a continuation. It's basically that the world, they, they kind of like give you a brief kind of a, a description of what's happening in between in the initial cutscene, the idea is that the world is deteriorating almost. It's like the crops are dying, uh, people are dying, the the dinosaurs are dying, some of the machines are getting infected or some of them are just dying. And basically the idea is that there's something that's causing, something's causing this and it's leading to the destruction of the world. And the Aloy is like, I'll take this on. I need to protect everyone. I'm the one that will do this. And that's how the game starts, essentially. That's literally how it starts. Yeah, the first, but, the first game was the world's ending. This game... The world's ending again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I can I'm the only one that can do it, but, but I could I could save it. <laughs> yeah. But I will I'll throw it off to you first to just kind of go over, I guess, what's what's happening initially, because initially, like I said, like even for us as someone who I like I played the first game and I played the second one, I was like a little confused with it in terms of what was happening as well. They did they did try to explain, okay, this is what's happening. But you just kind of get thrown into it and it's assumed that, oh, a lot of random stuff happened in between. And here you go. I'm like, what? <laughs> but I'm going to throw it off to you now. Yeah, I mean, um, this <laughs> it's fun. I hope no one came to this expecting uh, deep lore for sure because uh, you're yeah. definitely not going to get it. Um, yeah, so I mean, like basically, I, I think you summed it up pretty good, right? Like the the first game was the world's going to end and you're, you're Aloy and you're, you're going to save the world. Um, uh, 
you know, through whatever means possible. And uh, you kind of start this game off, uh, you're back and it's kind of like, hey, the world is in trouble again. And I'm not even going to lie. I had no understanding of how she came to understand that right off the bat. Like it was kind of very much, she's just like, no, like things are not done. This, this world is still in trouble and I need to, I need to go and uh, uh, save it again. So you kind of pick up right off where, uh, again, Hades was the first one in the, in the first game that was kind of designed to end the world. I believe yeah. that was the case. Um, so you're kind of off for off a hunt again to, to find Hades, uh, and Gaia to, well, first you're, you're going to end, end Hades and, but you need to find Gaia to figure out how to save the world, which again, all that was very unclear to me. Uh, you, you kind of start off in this opening area, which is like a kind of a tutorial area. Um, this opening is really bad. Uh, I was not having any fun in that open area. Um, the open worldness of it kicked in right away where I felt like I need to do everything here. Um, and I started doing everything, but I was just not having a good time. And one of the reasons I was coming to this game was for the West. Um, uh, I mentioned in a previous episode, I love like seeing like modern society destroyed uh, in different ways. And, and I, that's, that was really exciting to me about this game was having this world in, you know, modern settings, um, and, and kind of see what they do with it. So she has to head to the West. Um, so she's, she's heading there. Uh, do you know why she's heading West? What, what's, so, what's bringing her there again? I mean, so the idea is that apparently she wants like, like the Gaia backup to basically kind of restart everything to kind of help because she believes that that will help essentially remove this deterioration. Literally their, their way of showing deterioration is like this red thing that's just kind of like spreading across the crops. So basically, to kind of right. take that away, yeah. and that's the idea that apparently, like the stuff that she needs. I don't know if it's a Gaia backup itself or if it's something else. But basically, and I think she was also following that guy Silence, who was in the first game, who yes. was kind of like in between and I like Deadpool style, like anti hero. I don't know what he was exactly, but basically, she's following him as well and going. And that's kind of why she had to go to the West. And that's kind of right. when we try to get access to the Forbidden West, and it's like okay, you need to act to Forbidden West, you need to do this. Then it's like, it kind of falls into that whole thing of, oh, you need to do this? You need to do something for me first. And it's like, all right, I guess that's a whole errand thing again. Gotcha, yeah. So as soon as you get to the West, right away you find yourself in the middle of a civil war. <laughs> which exactly. Was, which was very cool, actually. I, I really like that because um, you, you kind of get into this whole sequence of uh, you're negotiating with them. Um, when I say you, I mean you're... Um, kind of group that you're your your people that you're with um i'm not quite sure what they're referred to um but they're kind of like the so they're, they're tanakh at the uh the forbidden west side or or no, the the, you know you get to the castle like it's kind of like a, a, a kind of a little castle and you're oh, the Karja. yeah i think that's the Karja. the Karja. sorry yes yeah. yes the Karja. so you're with the Karja, and um the Karja are going to negotiate with the the tanakh um and there's three tanakh tribes or yeah. is Tanakh one of the tribes? I, th I think it's, it's like the sky one, uh, the one that's like behind a big wall. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's Regala's. Uh, I guess that's a tribe, technically. Regala's was not a tribe. Okay, that's Regala like the was the rebels. Like, they're just okay. off on their own, I believe. Yeah, and then they're there's, off there's on their Chief own. Akar Akaro's tribe, I think. Yeah, so there's three tribes. And yeah. and basically, um, one shows up and, and the other two or, or another one comes behind after and, and they they're not going to start these negotiations until all the tribes are there yeah um and uh can't recall because this was very early on the game but um yeah I, I don't think the third one shows up or the third one shows up very late um but anyways before the third one gets there or whatever um basically regalia who is a rebel that has kind of defected from the the tribes uh shows up um but she's riding the dinosaurs uh, and she basically attacks these negotiations. Um, so again, that kind of is the whole civil war piece, which was really interesting because you right away, you kind of create this kind of dynamic between the different tribes. Like some of them get along, the, all the tribes kind of get along, but some don't yeah. like each other more than others. But you have these rebels, which are basically killing everyone. doesn't matter what tribe they are. 
and they're using the machines. So things get messy really quick and uh, the negotiations fall apart and you're kind of at that point set out onto the world of, you know, you need to go hunt the different tribes down and negotiate with them um, to get what you want, basically to save the world. Right. Uh, so yeah. she, she heads after Silas, um, which is kind of like the, the first uh, place you kind of go to, um, uh, to find uh, Gaia. Right. So um, prior to that, I believe you meet with the, one of the tribes first. Um, yeah. I think I, 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 I can't remember if it was with, uh, we, oh, we should also bring up Varl. He's basically like our sort of companion. Like he was kind of there. He's kind of the person where like, all right, he wants to help us, but we just kind of sneak out and we just kind of go on our own journey and then he kind of finds us anyways. So like that was like a weird like thing. Obviously we'll talk more about Varl later on, but, but yeah, I think like initially she goes, uh, follows Silence trails and, 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 and goes to like Hades and she finds Hades and apparently like Silence has like, tortured Hades. I don't know how, I don't know what, what he was doing and how he found a way to torture Hades this code. Yeah. But basically the idea is he tortured Hades to extract information. And then we basically just kill Hades. That's kind of the idea. Um, and I can't remember what exactly science got at that time, or if we were supposed to even know what that was. Yeah. I, I don't think we're supposed to know maybe because we do talk about it. Like we do find about it like later on. Yeah. He's very, yeah. You don't find out much there. He's very secretive. Um, as he tends to be in the game in in this game in the last game of he's he's not going to tell you the full story but he's basically like hey i'm doing what i believe is right type thing um even though he kind of comes off as a, a bad person in the game um that this was kind of like the the down period in the game for me so yeah you kind of get into the civil war thing and it's like oh okay this is interesting um, but then you kind of just spend a lot of time from here on just going to each of the tribes and basically running tasks for them, which is, yeah. um, so wait, before you go on to that, I'll, so this is kind of when the overall objective pops up, right? So the idea is we kill Hades and then we basically find the Gaia backup. And then that's going to, when this Mel Gear solid type weird story stuff starts happening where we basically get the Gaia backup and the idea is that we need to basically get all these subordinate functions. Uh, obviously we find out about that a little bit later when we talk to Gaia, but that's kind of the main objective in a way. And then what happens is randomly we get introduced to these humanoids, like humans basically, but they're like, you know, flying, have shields on. They look like from like weird, like futuristic, like moon people. And also we see, Someone that looks exactly like us. It's like, it's a clone of us slash Elizabeth Sobek, who's also, and they also get another Gaia backup. And that's kind of when we get into, and they're called the Zenits. Obviously, we'll kind of, we'll talk more about them, but they're called, the, they're called Zenits. And we kind of interact with them and we figure out, we're like, wait, what the hell had just happened? I thought, we thought we were the only ones here and all that stuff. And we get introduced to these people. And that's kind of when we talk to Gaia, Gaia's like, we need to we need to get Hephaestus under control. Hephaestus is the thing that's killing everyone. In order for me to do that, you need to get three other subordinate functions. So um, Minerva, maybe I think no um, something else. It was like four. There was like three or Min four basically. Minerva's one. Aether. Aether. Po Poseidon's one for sure. That was my favorite yeah. one. And I know I I like that one too. That was pretty fun. Demeter. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So basically we have to get all these subordinate functions and that's kind of like the overall journey. So like, obviously I'm going to ask you about like the introduction of the Zeniths and like, did that make it interesting anyway? Or were you just like, all right, what do I need to do next? Yeah. So when I first met them, um, they didn't interest me too much. It was like, oh, okay. There's space people, which yeah. I'm in a space world, right? Like these, these robot, these dinosaurs are robots. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I, right away, the first time I saw them, um, I, I wasn't too interested in them. Like I, I thought they were kind of cool, like how they were flying around. And um, do you, you kind of fight one at the beginning there. Like it's a brief fight and then he kind of chases you. Um, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. It's something definitely like different from the first one. Um, but yeah, I mean uh, at that point I wasn't super like, I didn't even like really clue in too much to like, what part they were playing at all. Like I knew they, yeah. they, they wanted, obviously they were after like the same stuff I was. And, um, they're definitely after me because of the whole, uh, they had a, a clone of me, right. Like that looked like me. And, and again, it, it, 
I I wasn't super into any of that. Like the whole like yeah. the clones and it's like there's multiple of me and um and I'm all after this Elizabeth and and some of it was interesting, but I for the most part it didn't grab me at that point whatsoever. Um yeah, I, I think honestly that's going to where it really does really fall apart and that, you know, innovation ingenuity and like just keeping you interested that whole thing just kind of goes away at least for me like like we, we were talking about Poseidon because that level and everything was really really cool because that was where I was like okay this is something different finally yes but after that point once they tell you all right we need these other subordinate functions so that we can take over Hephaestus and that will basically save everyone and whatnot it becomes very much like you said oh we need to go there hey there's a tribe there let's go to the tribe tribe needs help side missions everything like that level up do the mission, get to the end of the mission, big boss battle, big weird machine, kill the machine, good job, next thing. That's literally how it played out until the end of the game at that point. And in that entire time, like I still was having a hard time grasping exactly what the hell was going on. I just knew I needed to get stuff. I needed to go places and there was space people. Um, And I, yeah, I totally had no idea really deep down what was going on. Again, there's the the red mist, uh, hepatitis uh, and it's yeah it's just like okay i gotta go and do stuff like yeah it's a video game that's fine uh at least killing the dinosaurs is fun um i did like the, a lot of the interactions with the tribes so like what and, and her specific interactions usually with the leaders of the tribes yeah um, so the first one um i forget do, do you the Utaru. so this is the one that we meet zoe and their tribe how they worship the some of the dinosaurs right. or the yes. machines yeah that one um i like how she uh handles all the different tribes like she yeah. kind of comes in and says hey i'm the one that saved the world i'm doing it again i need you to help me don't make this difficult please uh she's like kind of had enough of this shit and uh, she's like an influencer she just comes in <laughs> like a starbucks are you like look this is who i am here's my followers yeah just give me the thing exactly <laughs> can, can you just give it to me Oh, uh, you need me to do something for you? Did I did I tell you who I was? By the way, yeah. I could probably just kill you and just take yeah. it. And then it, it's like she does actually say that one. Yeah, and then, and then they're just like, yeah, but you're not going to. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what I need you to do. Um, I thought that I thought that was self aware in a, in a nice way. That um, uh, again, like not really knowing exactly what was going on. Just the fact that she was. It was almost like she was tired of it too. And yeah. I related to that. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And like you felt it as well because like the first one that week after the Otaru tribe, that's kind of when we get the initial one where Gaia gets activated and she's like, hey, you need to find these other subordinate functions. But the first one is we go to Chief Hakaro, who's like the chief of all the, technically he's supposed to be the chief of all the tribes. Yeah. And he's actually the reason that Regala goes on this whole thing of having the rebels and everything. So Regala was not okay with the, the Tanakh people coming to an agreement with the Karja because the Karja people, they did this thing called the Red Rage where they would literally just kill Tanakhs all over the place. And I think, I, I'm not sure, but I feel like Regala's family died in that or something. But basically she was not okay with that. And she's like, are you serious? You're going to be friends with them after what they did to our people? And then she started like this whole rebel group. Gotcha. So yeah. at that point, Hakaro was like, okay, look, we ha- like I have no marshals right now because a lot of them died because of the whole Regala's thing that happened. So... I can give you access to, I think it was Aether, which is like right here, like right next to my my throne room, but I'm not going to give it to you right now. You need to go around and get marshals to come and do this thing called the challenge or whatever, uh, so that the people that are the best will become my marshals. So we're like, okay, I guess like we'll go and we go to like this whole thing. And there's some cool stories in, in between. I will say that. Um, but it didn't. I mean, did it? Did that grasp you like like that? That whole storyline of like, okay, let's go recruit these people. No, man. Like right off the bat, <laughs> it was like it was the same, right? It was like, okay, now I have to on top of get all these different uh, pieces for Gaia. Um, now I also have to convince all these tribes to do stuff. And stuff. Yeah, and, but, and they're also mean to us. Yeah, but tribe. but you but you nailed it too. Some of that stuff is interesting, and I I did get caught up in some of it. Like when you go to these areas and. And there's a little side stuff. Well, not even side stuff, yeah. but just like the kind of story with them. Some of them, uh, some of that was good. And that's really what kept me going. Uh, my favorite one, um, again, uh, sorry, I like, can't remember all the names and everything, but it's the one where they're basically on a mountain 
Uh, yeah. And they have a, like, was it a wall or are there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's the one with Aether. When we try to get Aether, we need to basically, basically the idea is that the, we go to this chief of this other tribe, uh, the Sky tribe. And they're, they're like known to have like this huge wall that's, that's unbreakable. Yeah. And they're like, why would we send anyone to you guys? Like we're protected. And the whole objective for us was to break the wall. Yeah. And it was, it was so easy. I love easy. that. That was such was, a good one. It, it was so funny because like, I just find it so funny that it was so easy yeah. to break it. I'm like, okay, I thought maybe they'd be like, all right, go. Like it was like literally there's like a crack in the wall. And like, oh, if I hit it like here with like this thing, it'll explode. Yeah. I thought maybe we could do that a couple of times for it to break, but we just hit it once or twice. They're like, all right, ball broke it. The whole <laughs> sequence of that was so good. And and why I love it. That one stood out to me so, so much was like, because it was basically, she's just like, oh, okay, I guess I'm just going to have to break your wall then and prove yeah. you that you're not safe in there. And then she just goes and gets this massive gun, brings it back and just <laughs> sets it up. And they're just like, what are you doing? And then she just yeah. starts firing it at that crack and then this takes it down and they're all just watching it happen. And yeah. that, was, that was a what really What did they attack good... someone? Like if someone's doing that, like I was like, is this okay? Like, but, is but the best part was because they were so sure of their wall that they just yeah. didn't care. They're just like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then she just starts taking it down and you're just like, oh shit. I guess we gotta send someone to the challenge now. Yeah, and they're like, okay, yeah, I guess uh, we're kind of screwed now. So I mean, I just look. I just found it really, uh, for me. I was like a little confused. I'm like, yo, Ayla, there's like families behind this wall. Like, I get what you're trying to do, but like, all these families are like, are you fucking serious? Like, yeah. what about us right now? Yeah, the, that was really. I really liked that one. That was good. Yeah, so that was Aether, and like that again. Like in in between, there were some really cool side missions because. I was trying to make sure that I was always a little over leveled for the main story so that it was just easy. Uh, and I feel like I only died twice in the entire game. And most of them, and like the, the one time happened at the end of the game with the last boss. And one time happened because I was fighting a boss and I fell off a cliff. All right. It was like a weird gap. I didn't even see. And I fell off and I was like, are you fucking serious? Yeah, I, I didn't do as much side stuff as you. Uh, I was pretty much under leveled the entire time by one or two levels. Yeah, um, I did some side stuff here and there, though. I, I definitely did do some. Um, and I died more than twice, but uh, not much more. Like, I probably, yeah. I think I died on the last boss, like, two or three times. Um, and probably two or three times outside the last boss. Uh, really didn't die much at all, being underleveled, whatnot. Um, yeah, like, uh, it, it was... Um, there was good side stuff for sure. Like though some of the side stuff I did, I could tell it was very fleshed out and there was yeah. good stories there. So uh, I'm definitely not ruling out going back and doing some more of that side stuff for sure. Cause I did enjoy what I did. Um, one that stood out for me. Um, I'm not sure if you did it. Uh, I forget it, what, who it was, but she was from the first game. Um, she basically uh, she was someone that you were with in the first game you, and she's trying to find a person. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did that one too. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So basically she's trying to find uh, like a lover that. Yeah. Uh, which we find out that she was sort of her lover at the end. Yeah. yeah so she's basically like, yeah, I'm trying to find this guy. You know, he, um, I, I kind of forget why he disappeared or left. He didn't. If he told so her. Apparently his, a, a, a person in his group or his tribe gets uh, kidnapped. That's or, what it was. Uh, gets yeah. taken prisoner, sorry. So he it. just tells her that someone that in, in his group was kidnapped um, and he's going to go find them, right? So yeah. so eventually you do go and find where he is and, and it's in a rebel base or whatever. It's a huge battle and yeah, everything, so yeah. You, you do your big battle, you kill all the rebels um, and then basically save him. Um, and then, sorry, I'm actually not misremembering. Do you, do you save him or do you meet up with him first? You so meet we, up with we, him. We technically meet up with him, but he's like fighting this huge bear machine. Right. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Te and technically the idea is we saved him. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So you save him that way, but you meet, you effectively meet up with him, and he says, "Oh, this person is in in this base. Can you yeah. help me uh, take it down?" So the three of you go and take down this base, and then you actually find out the person he was looking for was his r real lover, lover, that the one that yeah. he really wanted to be with. Um, and that was a really good moment. And and your friend is just kind of like, wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah. And then we, I would be, I love that how Alo is like, um, like after we killed everyone, everything, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> yeah. like, there's like dead bodies everywhere. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, 
well, I guess he who wasn't who I thought he was, or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to move on now. <laughs> I know um, that that was a really cool side mission. There was another one where like this grandma was sitting sitting with her daughter, uh, just like like randomly at like a spot, and she was like talking about like this person that she knew from way back, and like asked us to like I don't know if it was like a give her, give them like a flower or something, but just kind of ask us to like help them like reminisce about it by going to see if that person is there or something about them. I, I didn't complete that one, but that like, it's just like you do see sprinkles of those like really cool, interesting storylines that you're like, oh shit, totally. that, that could be pretty cool to like fall through like thread wise. Um, the one thing I definitely want to bring up is like after Aether, when we get that, we also find out that the the Zenith people basically, um, their colony, whatever they, wherever they went, I think it was called Sirius. Yeah, uh, Sirius basically has collapsed. Like it's destroyed. And they're essentially getting Gaia in a way to almost remove everyone from Earth, restart so that they can live. That's kind of what we know at that point. Obviously, we'll talk about uh, the story and, and all that later on. I think the next part now, I'll let you talk talk about this one. The next, the next area is definitely my favorite area. It kind of goes downhill from there. But Poseidon, getting Poseidon, we basically have to go to Las Vegas, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah, and, and for people uh, who don't know me, I'm a big Vegas fan. I love Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> I love going to Vegas. Um, and anytime I see uh, Vegas in a video game, it gets me very excited. I just love seeing all the, the hotels and the architecture. And um, I just kind of, that's one of the reasons I do love Vegas is is the architecture and just how it's like, you know, like um, just so different from everywhere else in, in yeah. North America, at least. Um, so yeah, like when I found out I was going to Vegas, I was very excited and they did a great job in there. Um, they, they it's basically Vegas is just under the desert, but they yeah. have enough of the architecture peeking out in different spots. Um, like you, you see the Paris is there, uh, the stratosphere and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's just such a cool area. It's so well done. It looks really good. Um, and then the whole entire, um, uh, plot point of, of, getting Poseidon is you're going into one of the hotels. It's completely flooded. There's a nice little side story there with um, some of the people you meet uh, where they're basically, they, they're digging for a treasure more or less. They're just trying to find old world treasure. Um, I forget what the, the guy was uh, trying to look for. If it was like, it was kind of like, um, so it's like these balls, like it's like these projection yeah. balls. I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. But basically it's just, he, he was saying that apparently his dad or granddad would ha- have them and, and they would use this to kind of put on shows. And they were like, if I can get up, and obviously it died over time. So you think if I can get a bunch of these, you know, like imagine what we can show people. Like that was the idea. Yeah. Yeah. So basically they're, they're swimming down into this flooded hotel to find these uh, projection balls. And um, you basically go in there and you're just like, yeah, I need something down there. So give me your swimming equipment and I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll find you some balls while I'm down there maybe or something. <laughs> so you, you kind of, and this is when you get into the swimming portion of the game and the swimming was done pretty well, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, it, like it, moving around felt pretty good. Um, and then you have the monsters under there, which were very cool. Um, but yeah, just that entire area was just beautiful to look at. Um, you know, you recover Poseidon, uh, you, you come back to the top and, um, you have this nice little sequence where they, uh, um, basically, oh, did you, you do, uh, how, uh, trying to recall how it happened. Did you restore some power or something? Yeah. So it's like, basically we, we kill like this, like huge, like sea monster, which surprisingly wasn't that bad. Yeah. Like we kill it. And then obviously once we get Poseidon, we essentially put it, reset the code so then Poseidon resets the entire area's power lines. Right. And then everything just kind of comes to life and you start seeing like the cyberpunk world almost come to life yeah. in this Vegas desert. Yeah, this like Vegas show starts playing and everything. And I thought it was yeah. like the perfect send off for that area. of, And they're just all just watching it in amazement and everything. And they're just like, we're going to bring everyone here to see this. And yeah, um, yeah, I really love that part of the game, man. It was so good. And I think that was, it, it kind of goes back to like, again, like all these, all these things that we're talking about, it always ends up with main story. We're doing something at the end. We're trying to get to like the main thing. Oh no, big machine that we might have seen or might not have seen. Yeah. All right. Okay. What do we do? Oh, they're resistant to their, their like weaknesses, fire or weaknesses, like this, the, the green thing, whatever. All right. Just acid, just keep putting that in. Okay. There you go. And like, that was a rep- repetition where I was kind of just getting a little bit more frustrated because I'm like, why can't one mission be all about stealth? 
why can it be like kind of like how you know like it's it's like they kind of do that with the Poseidon one where you're hiding behind like the stealth kelp. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> but you're hiding in the kelp. I'm like, it'd be so cool if we don't kill the machine. And the whole idea is that it's going to be really tough, but you need to make it past him and get to Poseidon. And then Poseidon will change the machine. And the machine will actually help us. Like, just change it up a little bit because at the end of the day, it always came down to, all right, what do I have in my inventory? Okay, I got my bow. I got this. All right, let's do it. Shoot a few times. Rebuild my, recraft my crap again. Hide in an area. Sometimes I find like a right area, like almost like Destiny style. Where I'm like, oh, the, the machine's stuck. Okay, I'm just going to keep hitting it from here. It's good. Or <laughs> we can just get it from here. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean... Um, obviously everything I've said up to this point is like, I've loved like the environments and the, and the characters and uh, most of the characters, like the interactions with the characters and not, I don't necessarily love the characters that much to be honest. Um, yeah. but it's like those, the environments, right? Like exploring this again, the, the West, um, it, and like I said, getting to Vegas and just seeing it and everything like, those are the things that kept me going for sure. I, I really do believe if this one wasn't set in in something interesting like this, uh, it would have been very hard for me to get through the game. I think. Yeah, I mean, You're... we're already kind of reaching towards like the last thing. We, we the last one we try to get is um, is the Gemini. No, that's something else. That's a, that's a, the quadrant. So wait, Demeter. Sorry. So we get we have to then go to Demeter, uh, and we encounter like this new tribe who is actually past the Pacific. Like they're actually like it's like a new tribe that we have no. Uh, understanding of because they're just like not i guess they're coming from away from us that's kind of the implication that that's not what they're implying which is really cool because that does set up like more storylines in this world of like hey it's just it's not just the united states there could be people in, the, in europe in, in south america with similar kind of things happening which which is really cool and then yeah like we again we go through the whole thing we basically meet a, a person called alva who's like their, their, their what, what her job is basically to, to recover ancient knowledge knowledge from like human times or earth times when before all this stuff happened and like we basically again go through the whole motions we have to like fight a few bosses and everything like that we fight a big boss i i don't know if we yeah we we this was really funny because i i it's like almost like they, they sprinkle a little bit a little bit of like their own like you know maybe, i don't know what they're trying to like say or whatever but basically the diviner they have like this religious like view of of certain things and they have a leader called CEO. It's like CEO. <laughs> and, and the idea is that he doesn't do anything. <laughs> everyone, everyone is basically doing everything for him. And like, he's going to go. And the idea that he's, he's like, I'm the embodiment of uh, Ted Farrow, the person that was, uh, you know, in, with Elizabeth Sobek, like the story from, from before, how he's like, I'm the one that is actually that person re-embodied. And I'm going to be the one that's going to lead us to, our salvation and everything yeah. like that. And again, we go in, all this stuff, crazy stuff happens. Uh, he pushes people away and they kill, gets killed in the process and whatnot. We have a boss fight, all that stuff. And then we get out, we get Demeter. So like that area was, again, like I didn't, like as I'm telling you, I, it's hard for me to remember exactly what happened. That area was not fun. Uh, yeah, like I like I liked the area again. That This one was San Francisco. Um, and again, like looks very cool, the architecture and everything. Um, and that little storyline of of him, you know, basically fooling all these people that he's a reincarnation of uh, the CEO of the um, that made all this uh, technology and whatnot was interesting. Um, but yeah, when it came to actually working way through the level and everything, I agree. It was if it, it started was definitely starting to feel like a slog a little bit at that point. Yeah, and like obviously at that point, you know, I I'm trying to remember if. If we go, what, like, we, cause we get like Demeter, we go back and we kind of combine it and they were like, okay, now we can, we can do this. Right. So we get like this idea of like, Hey, we can do this. We can capture Hephaestus, but we need to like, it, it was like a really, it was really confusing. I, I honestly, like, I don't even want to think about it too much, but the idea was that, oh, technically we have beta, the, the clone because, oh, by the way, the clone joined as well. I forgot, forgot to bring that up, but the clone joined us in our, in our pursuit. And the idea is that if she's in one spot, in the same area, not not like in different parts of US or whatever, but in the same area, and I'm in the same spot, and we both activate this thing. The far zenith, first of all, can find us, and we can also capture Hephaestus. Again, whatever we capture Hephaestus, or we do this whole thing, fight a boss, all that stuff. Far zeniths come in. We're like, oh no, what's happening? They stab uh, uh, Varl, just fully stab and destroy him like in one go. 
you know, we were we're surprised, like, oh my god, what happened? Flash of light, we wake up randomly, and that's kind of when I was like, okay, like I was like, you know, kind of getting into story of like, oh no, Varl died, all that stuff. We flash of light, uh, Aloy wakes up in this like bunker area. We find out that one of the far zeniths is actually against everyone else. They, she doesn't like any of them, and she has like her own plan in mind. At the same time, she's also like a mother figure to Beta. So she is different in a sense, but at the same time, you know, we're like, why does she save us? All that stuff. We wake up, our friend has just died. <laughs> and like, and Ayla is just so chill. I'm like, I'm so confused. Like <laughs> this person just died and, and the, the person called Tilda, the Farzina that's helping us. And she's like, okay, why don't you come join us for breakfast? And uh, and like, you know, after this whole devastation, devastating experience, Ayla is like, um, Okay, I guess I gotta go for breakfast or whatever. Like, I'm like, what the hell? Like, what's happening? Yeah, that was weird. Um, that this was when I got really into the story though, because yeah, this is when it like all starts to come together and all the pieces come together of everything that's going on and what's happening, right? So she basically Tilda fills you in and 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 lets you know exactly what is going down, right? Like, we're here to basically reset this planet and. I'm not on board with that. Um, and I want to help you because I believe, uh, you know, more or less that that is not the right way to go about it, that we can save people and, and you know, live. I don't know if they ever, she actually ever says that we can live together, but she kind of implies it type thing, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay. Like I get now why these people are here. I get what's going on. Um, and that, that's when it was like, okay, like I get it now. I finally understand what's going on. I know, and that's kind of when we have this whole plan of, okay, now we need to kill all the other Farzinets. They have this like cloaking technology, like this technology on them that like prevents them from getting hurt at all. But Silence has found a way to actually remove that. And this way we can kill them. So we basically do this whole thing of like, hey, but Silence has actually been the one, the reason that Regala has gotten all this power and all that stuff because Regala wants to take over from Hikaru. So our next job is we need to stop Regala whilst also not killing all of our army because we need that army and we need science and technology. So yeah. that was kind of the next thing. We have a whole showdown with Regala. Like, what do you think about that boss I, fight? Like, I, I loved it. Like, yeah. not, not, not the boss fight. I love the whole premise, right? That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, of Regala, like why she was doing this and having yeah. Silas behind it. And, and that's when it all comes out that this is Silas's plan, right? Like, yeah. he knew what was going on, which was cool. I like that. Like, oh, yeah. okay, he... He's not as bad as he's as he sounds. His methods probably not the you know most <laughs> most humane ones, but uh, he he's obviously trying to save the planet and whatnot, right? So um, I really like that because again, it was another piece to the puzzle that I was kind of like, well, what the hell is he doing, and why is he so secretive and, and all this stuff? And then yeah, like you you get the secret technology, um, and, and I I, I did kind of like I did kind of like I don't know all the boss, but like I think like the whole um combat kind of wore off on me a little bit at this point where it was kind of just it was again it you know it was great it was fun but it was you know a little bit repetitive and whatnot um i thought the regala fight was pretty good though uh compared to some of the other ones it was a little bit of a change of pace um but yeah i mean i was more at this point i was just kind of all in on on the story portion which was pretty cool um but i mean i think we're if i recall we're missing probably the one of the most important things that happened at this point, right? Was prior to this, you get the flying mount, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I love that part, right? Like, yeah. So yeah. Oh, that place. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So because you, you basically, you, you're able to override a pterodactyl uh, machine. Yeah. Whatever the machine is called. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they call them in this game. And you can, uh, what you end up doing is, you end up flying in with bombs and bombing her army, right? Is that what you use? It's like, the, it's like, a, it's like a huge EMP grenade EMP. that goes off. Gosh, so all, that's what it was. All yes. the machines like just shut down. Yeah. So that was I. That was one of the moments in the game where I was again like, okay, this was worth it, right? Like I kind of yeah. knew this was going to happen at some point. I'm pretty sure I saw it somewhere, or you see it on the cover, or or whatever, yeah. right? But um, when it actually happened, it was like. Oh, I can fly now. This is awesome, right? Yeah. Um, and that whole moment of dropping the EMP on them and and everything, you know, kind of going to hell at that point was, it, that was super cool and that was a really great moment in the game for sure. Yeah, and I think I think that's gonna when we get this option, which which is like one of those, it's like a cool thing that I actually don't, I, I chose the one that I think most people chose was basically get the option to actually save Regala or like keep her alive. It's up to us. So 
And that actually changes how certain things play out at the end of the game. Yeah. So obviously I chose, I'm like, okay, yeah, we'll choose to save Regala because I get her story. I get why she's doing this. She was like that one character whose intentions actually made sense to me as opposed to the Zenith, everyone. I'm like, ah, yeah, but like, I don't, I, why? Like, you know, like even for Zenith, I'm like, why Earth though? Like you can go like somewhere else. You have all the technology. You're telling me you couldn't make a Gaia back home. Like, yeah. I don't like, obviously like a lot of like stuff like that, right? Whereas with Regala, I'm like, this is a story. If this storyline was fleshed out and that was the entire game, I'm like, that could have been really cool. But like, we save her. Again, I just wish there was a bit more work done here because I'm like, we tell her, to, okay, we'll save you, but we need your help. And she was like, oh, so I can get an honorable death. We're like, yes. She's like, I'm in. I'm like, what? Like, she was a rebel who was ready to kill basically everyone. She's ready to kill all Tanakhs, all the tribes. She's like, I don't like, I want to kill Hikaru. I want to kill everyone. I don't want any Tanakhs to do nothing with me. And all we tell her is like, hey, I beat you. Join us. And you might get an honorable death in this thing, in this whole process. And she's just like, all right, cool. All right, you got, it got me. And I, I just didn't get that. For me, that didn't make any sense. Like, I'm like, how can we have regards switched in two seconds? Yeah, I, I thought that was a little, I, I agree. I, I thought the exact same thing. I was kind of like, that was a little bit of, I, I guess it's the whole um, mentality around that they kind of built up with those people of being warriors and, and doing the right thing and honorable deaths and whatnot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was kind of like, it ended up being a cool moment in the end when she is helping you and uh, she kind of follows through of like, I'm going to fight to the death for you um, because you spared me and this is the right thing to do. Um, I think that last mission was very cool. Like I thought yeah. that, that like attacking their base where um, Tilda basically says like, Oh, I'll take you where it is. And they kind of plan out uh, the path that they're going to get there. And you're, you're kind of climbing through these mountains, working your way towards this massive base was um, it was really cool. I think that was like, honestly, my favorite mission after the Poseidon one yeah. was basically now science also joined our team. He's like, all right, I'll give you the technology to like t remove their, their armor and whatnot. And then it's basically us kind of going with Aaron uh, through this area where we have like the specters, which is like this far zenith technology machines or whatever. And it's really cool because they give you the option to either kill them or sneak by them. And I snuck by all of them yeah. and I loved it. I was like, yes, this is, this is what I was talking about. Like, give me the option, give me an option to either fight the main monster or find another way. And I'm like, that will keep stuff fresh. And I just stuck by all of them. And obviously we had a really cool moment where we fight alongside Regala and everyone for a bit. Uh, we, we see a cutscene where we, we see their um, armors get taken away for the Parthenus and the, and Beta has found a way to essentially get all the dinosaurs on our side. So they're killing them. I love that part where the dinosaurs yeah. just start. Did they open a portal or something and all the dinosaurs just start coming out of it? So it was Hephaestus uh, that's that was, what was unleashed. Yes. And Hephaestus is basically just building them. Yeah, that's the what it was. That was cool. Just seeing like yeah. the machines just coming out, going after them. And that was a good moment. I was like, oh, man, like the machines are on our side and they're just flowing through. And it was this big battle, which was really cool. Yeah, and then from that, we go to, like, a very Souls-ish, Elden Ring-ish kind of a boss fight with uh, the, the Gerard, who basically, who's the one that kills Varl. And it's basically us, you know, kind of going up against him. It wasn't bad, like I, I, like I said, like, I didn't die in that one, like, surprisingly, because uh, he does have some moves that do crazy amounts of damage. But, like, it was basically, he would be up in the air a couple of times, he had a couple of moves. Uh, you, I would just hide behind a pillar and shoot him from there again and again, doing headshots. And that's kind of a rinse and repeat. So how was that <laughs> boss fight? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty straightforward. It was fine. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't, and then from there we go to like basically the the, the last part where we we sync up with Beta uh, and we find out that <gasps> shocker Tilda yeah, is actually not on our side, <laughs> right? I feel like I feel like that was coming. I'm like, yo, Tilda's too nice. Or something yeah, there's like, something off here. Yeah, and. I think if you had kind of talked to Tilda, first of all, you kind of find out that her and Elizabeth were more than friends. So it's kind of like implied that, you know, they had something going on. At the same time, like we find out that basically what happened at Sirius, like that, that colony, whatever they created was they not, didn't just want to be immortal, but they wanted their minds and emotions to be immortal. I don't get that part. I'm like, why? But whatever. So they, they, try, they start to make their minds in a sense, immortal, and they put it into like some version but but that mind itself basically 
gets his own conscious because it's a mind. I don't know. It gets his own conscious and it's because it was locked up in a facility for so long. It's just pissed off and it's like, you locked me up for so long. All these angers and emotions and all that stuff going in my mind. I'm going to kill all of you. And basically, it's on this hunt to kill the, the Zenith people. And them kind of coming to Earth is not to actually repopulate Earth. It's a stopgap of getting Gaia and everything and then going away from here whilst this thing comes towards Earth to dissolve us in a sense. And that's kind of when we find out Tilda's like, look, I before in the past, I didn't press Elizabeth to come with me when we were going and look what happened to Elizabeth. I'm not going to make that mistake. You're going to come with me. And we're like, no, we're not going to come with you. She's like, all right, Power Ranger style machine on. She gets like this machine on top of her. Yeah. And she's like, basically trying to kill us. Yeah. But she's like, I'm going to get you with me. I'm like, how, what does that mean? But how 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 is that, first of all, story-wise, what does that feel like? And also the, the actual final boss. Uh, I mean, like story-wise, like again, like I saw it coming. I was like, there's no <laughs> way Tilda's like on there. Maybe she's slightly on her side, or but she has some motive, right? She's not doing this because she wants us all to live happily on Earth or whatever, right? So yeah, um, you know, I, again, I wasn't surprised by it. Um, I thought the boss fight was cool though. Like I, I didn't like it. It wasn't super hard, but there was enough like interesting mechanics there that kept it interesting. And um, again, I was like a little bit under level, so it was a little bit tougher for me. I, I did die a couple times. Um, but it, it was good. Um, and then I think, like, uh, we, we didn't talk a ton about the weapons. Um, yeah. But I think it was, like, uh, if I could remember right, the bolt caster was, like, one of my weapons of choices. Like, I love that. It was, like, the mini gun of air- with arrows. Like, it's very heavy and it makes you very slow. Like, if you die. The reload, oh, my God. The, the reload's reload slow. But when you can get those openings and just unload. Uh, yeah it's very satisfying <laughs> um i was using that and the longbow quite a bit yeah um and also like the one that has the elemental damage so like i would just kind of be like just spamming them with elementals until like the bar flows up and then i'm just like all right either the bull caster or like my the one that does like piercing damage and i just kept doing that again and again yeah yeah and I, I, it didn't it didn't really give me too much options to like level up because i would level everything up once but the next thing would require like crazy amounts of like stuff that I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm just never going to level this up. And I faked the game without leveling any of it up. So I'm like, all right, so maybe there's an issue with your leveling system. Like, it should be more of like, hey, kind of like Dark Souls or or Elden Ring where, no, just get this, the base stuff and you can keep leveling up. You know, just do work, do some things. You can keep leveling up. Whereas in this case, you level up once and then you never need to level up again. So I'm like, why have five different tiers? Yeah, I was very frustrated with that um, because like... I very like almost never leveled up stuff, right? So I would yeah. get a new weapon and I'd be like, oh, okay, yes, I want to use a new weapon. And it was like, oh, but I leveled this other one up twice. But it's like, oh, okay, I want to use a new one. So I started leveling that one up. I can never, like almost never really level up more than, and again, I was like, you know, I was mainlining the story. I was doing side stuff here and there. I didn't expect to have all the materials and stuff. Um, but it was always like, oh, I'm going to have to go farm a bunch of stuff if I want to level this up. Yeah. But things are dying pretty quickly, so I'm not going to do that. Um, exactly. <laughs> uh, and it was very unmotivating. Uh, like I did like that they really dished out the the skill points um, like a lot. Um, like yeah. on everything you did, uh, that was nice because it was always like at least I felt like I was progressing through the different trees, and I had my three of the whatever five trees or four trees that I really want to focus on so i really focused on those got everything i really wanted um but yeah i mean like the whole weapon system was i didn't like how there was just like all the different types of bows and how the elements were tied to the bows and then yeah um when you level some up you get extra elements um and then the wheel is like a wheel with wheels inside of it and it's the whole thing felt clunky um yeah and i i just don't think it was better than the first one for the most part like if i recall the first one you had the it was the different arrows right it was very similar i I honestly don't notice anything like maybe there might be like a couple of uh weapons that i didn't realize wasn't wasn't the first one but having played the first one and this i felt there was no difference in like my weapon choice (laughs) like i thought i could be wrong but i swear the first one was you would have like one or two bows 
that were different types of bows, but then it was all about the arrows you used with the bows. Like, so if you had the yeah. fire arrows, you would have the fire arrow. The acid and, and the, the acid. Yeah. Whereas this game, they're tied to the weapon. So yeah. you're going to have, like, if you want to make sure you cover all your bases, you're going to have three different bows attached with different, you know, like uh, the different element types, right? So like I had my bolt caster, which had like, you know, whatever. It had fire and uh, the dark uh forgot it was called plasma or dark or whatever plasma yeah yeah so i had the plasma one on that so but it i could didn't you know if i wanted to have all three bolt casters i would have to have three different bolt casters with all the different things so um you, it didn't like give you a ton of options it was it, it felt more constrained and and like i said even just switching between stuff on the wheel felt didn't feel good yeah no i Honestly, like obviously we're we're like basically towards the end of the overall like game, and after we defeat Tilda, basically, uh, Sans is like, "All right, I'm out of here. I'm gonna take this ship, uh, and then take Gaia with me, and and restart something somewhere else." And Aloy is like, "No, you gotta stay here. Help us because that thing is coming, and we need to like protect our people." And then Sans like looks at everyone and looks at everyone like hugging and stuff. He's like, "Damn, all right, I want to be part of that." So he comes back. He's like, "All right, I'll help you out," and and that's it. The idea that the end. We have everyone that's part of our team is going across everywhere to spread the word, to let everyone know. And that's kind of how like the game ends. And like one thing I definitely want to talk about is the gameplay, like having played the entire game. I initially came out, like initially I was thinking, I'm like, oh, the gameplay's going to be better because the first game, I just did not enjoy the gameplay as much. Maybe if I played on mouse and keyboard, it might be better. But on a controller, it just, first of all, it didn't feel, it felt clunky in terms of like the hits. Uh, one thing that like Elden Ring, Bloodborne, all these games do well is when you hit, there's impact. Yeah. With this one, it just felt off, especially with humans, especially when you're shooting with the head so many times. And like, I just I hate that with any game. I'm like, okay, like I get you want to keep it RPG, whatever. But if I if I see like a, a thing sticking out of your head and you're still alive, like come on, like it just ruins the illusion. And that happened quite a bit in this game. But like overall, like I was like when I was playing it, I'm like, okay, the gameplay I thought would be a bit more responsive, but it actually feels the same. And that kind of brought me down a bit of like, damn. So it's, it literally is the exact same game. They obviously showed like new things, so the new idea with the, the Forbidden West and everything, add some new story bits. But overall, it literally feels like I just played a, a very, very long expansion. Yeah, I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I mean, like I, I, the still core of the combat is still very good. Like the slowdown with the bow and how things, like when you do hit stuff, it kind of speeds up a bit. And yeah, um, that kind of stuff still felt good. But yeah, I mean, in general, it was, it was like, I, that was like what I noticed right off the bat in that first area. I was like, man, this feels exactly like the last game. Um, good, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But in this case, it didn't, even though that it's been so long since the, the first game has it been like five years five years yeah um it felt like yesterday when i started playing it again yeah. right i was like this feels exactly the same so the, some of the new weapons kept it somewhat interesting um you know obviously the one i like but there was a spear um and and different kind of stuff that was good uh one thing i want to touch on was the story uh, on the ending of the story though um like did it leave a bad taste in your mouth that it literally just ended on, oh, the world is going to end still. <laughs> yeah. So prepare for number three to save the world again. Like, yeah. I, at that, I was kind of like, because the whole thing is that the the thing that they, uh, again, like, uh, sorry if it, it was whatever they, they created, it's still coming for the earth. Yeah. Um, and it's going to destroy the earth. So it's just kind of like, and then again, that's why Silas stays. He's like, I guess I'm going to stay here and help you. Like, and then again, it was just like, we went from the world's going to be destroyed. I got to save it to, okay, the world's still going to be destroyed. I, I got to save it to, Hey, guess what? The world's still in trouble. Still got to save know. it. And I'm just like, Oh, like, I don't know if I want to do that again. <laughs> exactly. And I just don't get that because like, you know, even with God of War, which, you know, left it in a way where, you know, a new one's going to come out. It was still an overall story. And it was an, it was only until like at the end end, like after the credits, that you're like, oh, what, what's happening? <laughs> this person's in this? And like, I, even Sekiro, like I love Sekiro as well. So like any, any Souls game, when they end, if you're following the lore, you know the story. 
when you get to the end, it ends. It's not like after Dark Souls 2, you knew there was going to be a 3. And I'm like, why Why couldn't it be that everything is fine? Everything is, it, it, it seems like, okay, we stopped it. And then two years from now, we get a, tra- a trailer pops up. Oh, Nemesis is still here or whatever. And a third game's coming out. I, I just don't like it when I'm like, okay, you're just, you, you made the story with the idea that we need to make this into a franchise so we can make more money, so we can get people to buy this game more and more. Like, I'm like, no, that's not, you're telling me that's a creative choice that you're like, I want to keep this going. And I, again, we went to God of War because like, maybe like, I love God of War too much. Like they had a, a choice to possibly make God of War into three or four or five games. But they said that no, God of War Ragnarok, the new one that comes out hopefully this year, will be the last in this saga. They're like, they're like, it takes four to five years to make each game. We have a story in, in mind and we feel that this will get to the end of the story. We don't want to extend it. I'm like, that's beautiful. I'm like, yes, I can tell that they actually care about the story. And this, I'm like, man, like again with the, like the base is going to die. What We got all of them, like all the subordinates who to get them again. I guess Hephaestus ran away. Yeah. And like you said earlier um, on the progression stuff, like I, I think it's just not like I like getting the points, like the skill tree that was done well, but everything else was, it didn't feel impactful. Like, you know, leveling up didn't, weapons didn't feel meaningful. Um, it's the exact opposite of Elden Ring, right? Where yeah. right now, like I'm super deep in Elden Ring and I still feel like everything I do makes a difference. Like, even if it is so small, I feel like that small upgrade might be enough for me to get through that that tough boss or something. Whereas in this game, I never felt that whatsoever. And I, I'm not saying the game had to be super hard, um, but again, and obviously there's difficulty levels and I could have made it harder or whatnot. But um, in general, it just it felt like going through motions a lot of the time. So, okay, so like to end this off, is this game, like, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to break it down to two groups. People that have never played Horizon and people who have played Horizon Zero Dawn. So wh- what would you recommend to the people who have played Horizon Zero Dawn? Do you think this is worth their time? Yeah, I do, actually. Like, as much as I'm not super high on the game, I still had a great time with it. I had a good experience. I had great moments. Um, I love seeing Vegas. I love flying on the pterodactyl. Um, and I enjoyed that last mission and I enjoyed how the story came together in the end. Um, I, I feel like I played it perfectly where streamlining it and having a little bit of challenge because of it. Um, I just did not have it in me to go and do all that stuff. I went and started doing some of the side stuff, but right away I was like, Oh, okay. Challenge like challenges with timers and, um climbing more tall necks even though i got most of the tall necks rebel camps where i'm going to sneak around and stab people uh it was so by the numbers at that point and i was just like i and i already like even streamlining it i i spent like 30 hours in the game so i I do think like you know set your expectations if if you really enjoyed that first game i i do think you should give this one a chance i do feel like it's worth it it is it's a better looking game the, the uh some of the faces on the main characters is is jarring uh, it's like l.a noir yeah type it, face technology. it is really impressive um and and i think if you uh haven't played the first one i think you should probably just play this one i don't think you need to play the first one whatsoever um yeah so i mean it was a great time but um i was kind of hoping for a little more yeah I think for anyone that's played Zero Dawn, I'm like, yeah, like this is kind of continuation story. I'm sure like you'll, and you enjoyed Zero Dawn. I'm sure you'll find things to enjoy here. I'll give the same kind of caveat as people who play Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3. And then they're like, I don't know, but like, is it, I don't, I want to jump into Sekiro, but will I like it? It's like, okay, if you didn't like the other ones, you probably won't like Sekiro and same for Elden Ring. So if you don't like Zero Dawn, Do you're not going to like play this. <laughs> yeah, Do you not play don't play this whatsoever. Yeah. And for anyone new that's joining is wanting to like get into horizon forbidden west it's like yeah like you said like you can honestly jump into this just read up online about zero dawn but as of now at this moment if this year was not this year i would say yeah right now you have games like elden ring you have games like sifu you have games like even ghostwire take your tiny tina there's so many other games that i just feel like and like not like again like i i i was like a big sony first party defender Horizon Forbidden West is going to get 10 out of 10. And I can actually say right now that this is like barely making my top 10 list at the moment. 
I'm I'm finding it in me to at least put it at number ten or nine somehow. <laughs> but the way this year is going, it's it's tough because it's it was fun. Yeah. But I think I was just so disappointed because I expected after Horizon coming out in 2017, then games like God of War, Spider-Man, you know, even like Days Gone, like so many awesome, like cool story type games coming out. Last of Us Part 2, Ghost Tsushima. And I'm like, this is what happened after all of that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, like you're 100% right, man. Like if you're putting this up against almost any of the other game that came out this month, I'm probably taking the other game. The only yeah. one I would be hesitant about is dying like two i might even take prefer like i get that would be personal preference and i didn't play dying light one and i played the first horizon so it was more of the same in one way and not the other dying light two was very refreshing to me um so i if i had to choose i probably would pick dying light two maybe even um yeah yeah i'm actually more interested in going into dying light two and doing the side missions there yeah because i I want to go back than horizon yeah so I, again, it was a great game, great experience, no regrets on it whatsoever, but um, it is more of the same, man. And and if you have to pick this between, oh God, Elden Ring, like, come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't do that. We can't yeah. talk about that. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining. It really means a lot. Please email us at amandamangames.gmail.com. That's amandamangames.gmail.com. Trevor, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Trevor Herr. That's at Trevor, H-E-R-R. Awesome. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Bye.